The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When I was a kid, and you know you're getting old when you start a sentence out with when I was a kid, we used to watch cartoons on Saturday morning. And we watched all the classics. We didn't have 19... 24-hour cable cartoon networks. We have one little block of period we could watch cartoons. And I watched Tom and Jerry, and I watched Rocky and Bullwinkle, but my favorite of them all was Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. I loved Bugs Bunny, Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam. I wasn't a Roadrunner fan. I, I kind of rooted for the coyote. And I grew up watching those classic cartoons. So when we had our two sons, and it was time for them to settle down for the evening, I would naturally set them on my lap and put in the VCR, Bugs Bunny, or the Three Stooges, something educational. Lynn wanted me to give them real educational stuff, but no way. But there was one particular movie. It was a Disney movie that I really liked. And I really got something out of it. And it really had an impact on my thinking. And it was The Lion King. And I really loved that concept of the circle of life. And as I've gotten older, I see more evidence of that circle of life every day. I grew up in Alexandria. And now I'm the director of St. Anne Retreat Center in Melbourne just 15 minutes from Alexandria. And every day on the way to work, I drive by the Silver Grove Free Will Baptist Church. That's the church I grew up in. And so every day I drive by, I'm reminded of that circle of life. I'm reminded of how far I've come from those days of sitting in that tiny Free Will Baptist Church to now being a member of the clergy of the Catholic Church running a Catholic retreat center. What a strange circle it can be sometimes. 
And you know, our faith life also is like a circle. There's actually a theological concept. It's called the exitus and reditus. The exitus is the going away from. The reditus is the returning to. And so sometimes in our life, when our faith life is strong, that circle's pretty tight, isn't it? We may drift a little bit. We may get offline a little bit. We may sin a little bit. But we come back. We circle back to the source of that love and peace and tranquility that we're searching for. But sometimes in life, that circle gets bigger. We get further away. And when that circle gets too big, we break that relationship with God. And we see people leave the church, leave the faith. The numbers are pretty staggering. Since 2000, 14 million Catholics have left the church. Since 1965, baptisms are down 50 percent. Since 1965, sacramental marriages are down even greater percentage than that. And we see this continual shrinking of the church. And, you know, what's really frightening at times is when people go away from it at all. We've seen a rise in atheism. In Christianity, the fastest rising group is the non-committed, the non-denominational, the crossroads, the seven hills of the world. And so we continue to see a rise in that. And when asked why people leave the church in a number of surveys, some of it was doctrine. Some of it was a bad experience. Some think the mass is boring. Some even say they're not being fed. I don't know how they can say that other than the fact that that's a really bad understanding of the doctrine of the Eucharist and understanding what happens on this altar every time we have a mass. But some things... You know, it's hard to, I can, I can see why some people struggle. For example, millennials. One of their biggest issues is the issue of gay marriage. They've grown up. That's the 18 to 30 year olds. They've grown up with this being prevalent in their lives. They don't see anything wrong with it. And so that's really on us for not teaching the true sacramentality of marriage and what that means. Much of what the people, the reasons that people live, leave the church are because they don't fully understand what the church is thinking and teaching and showing and living. And so how do we deal with folks like this? And many of us have that situation in our own families. Our kids have left the church. Maybe a spouse has left the church. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a friend or neighbor. We all know someone who's left. And when we engage in that conversation, how are we supposed to approach them? Jesus gives us a really good example today with Zacchaeus. First, he identifies Zacchaeus and he calls him out. But what doesn't he do? He doesn't condemn him. He doesn't criticize him. He doesn't judge him. He invites him. Actually, Jesus invited himself. (laughs) The purpose being is that Jesus was inviting Zacchaeus to an encounter And what happened is, is through that personal invitation, through that personal encounter, Zacchaeus' life was transformed. What Jesus did was enter into Zacchaeus' circle of life. He was able to see Zacchaeus for who he was. He was able to understand Zacchaeus' thinking. And that's the way we need to 
work with people that we know who have left the faith. We need to enter into their circle. For the past couple of years, I've been working with a Jesuit spiritual director. He's a pastor over in Cincinnati. And he's been taking me through the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And he's taught me this really neat little uh, acronym for talking with people and for my own way of thinking. And it's three letters. It's but, B-U-T. The B stands for be aware. Be aware of your thoughts as they come to you. Be aware of the source of those thoughts. U is understand. Understand the implications for those thoughts. I'll give you an example. I'm sitting in my chair at home. I got a really good spiritual book I want to read, but my favorite episode of Seinfeld is on. I have to understand those thoughts. What are the implications for watching a meaningless half-hour show I've seen a hundred times or picking up a spiritual book and strengthening my life with Christ? The T stands for take action. So now I have to take action. It's the same thing when we work with people who have maybe drifted from the church or who are questioning their faith. We need to be aware of their thinking. Not judgmental, not critical, but listen to their thinking. Understand where they come from. And then take action to help them see their way back to the church. It's an important aspect of what we do. But remember this. When we step into that circle for someone, we're not there alone. Jesus is already in that circle. He's there with us. And he tells us, do not worry about the words. My father will give you the words. What we are to do is to be with them, understand them, and help them see the glory that is in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the beauty of our Catholic faith. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. Amen. Amen.